to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. If you are new and you don't know me already, welcome. I'm Rachel Harris. I am a certified professional dog trainer, and I own and run a good feeling dog training based in Denver, Colorado. So the vast majority of my work is in-home training. So I have the great privilege of connecting with many people and their dogs and making behavior behavior change kind of all over the board, right? So I work with puppies, I work with adolescent dogs, I work with aggressive dogs, I work with reactive dogs. So I really have a a great mix. So my understanding of dog training, people behavior, dog behavior is pretty vast at this point. I've been training professionally for going on eight years now, and it is an absolute delight. Every single time I really truly believe that this is my sole purpose to help people and their dogs connect better and get better trained behaviors. So yeah, just a little bit about me if you didn't already know. Um, if you don't already follow us over on the gram at a good feeling underscore NCO, uh, I am doing recall week this week. So every post and most of my stories are about recalls. So if you want to teach your dog to come when you call them, um, give me a follow over on Instagram. And then if you guys didn't already know, I also created an online course called Trustworthy Recalls. It's awesome if you need a step-by-step guide for teaching your dog to come when called. And this is for dogs of all ages and all distraction levels. So even if you have a dog who's reactive, even if you have a dog who has a high prey drive, a high um, scent drive, uh, this is the program for you. It's awesome. Um, If you guys follow us on the gram, you already know this, but Waylon is a dog who is distracted by a lot. He's got strong prey drive, he's got strong scent drive, and I get him to come pretty reliably. So um, if you want to be a part of the recall recall course, I will include a link to that in the show notes. Um, Today's episode, I'm going to talk all about how we can support our fellow dog owners. Uh, There's been a lot going on in my world lately, um, not only for myself, but also my clients of some scenarios where other people and their dogs have really kind of compromised, um, not only their safety, but their training progress. So yeah, it's going to be a good episode. Um, But before I jump into today's episode, um, be sure to listen to episode number 34. It's all about how you can drink with your dog. And my special guest and fellow trainer, Amber Kwan, joined me and we had such a fabulous conversation. So if you like to take your dog to breweries, patios, really any dog-friendly space, uh, that episode is jam-packed with training tips just for you. So give it a listen. I'm also really excited, guys. I've got some awesome episodes coming at you in the future. Um, If you noticed, I'm on a roll two weeks in a row with two episodes. So yay. Um, When I have the time and energy, I'm going to do my best to bring you two episodes a week. But you can always catch a new episode of Disorderly Dogs every Friday. And then I very regularly release special episodes on Wednesdays. Um, But Friday's episode is going to be 
about how your dog's physical health is very much connected and related to your dog's behavioral health. And my good friend and veterinarian, Dr. Caitlin Letter, joins me for that episode, and she gives us all kinds of awesome insight into how the dog's body works and functions and how we can best keep it um, aligned and operating properly so that we can get the best behavior from our dogs. So yeah, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, be sure to click the subscribe button so that you don't miss out on these future episodes. So I hope that you and your dogs are well wherever you are. Uh, Waylon, Tevin, and I, we're doing super great here in Colorado. It's been super warm, but we're just trying to soak it in because we know that fall is around the corner. So I hope that you guys had a great long weekend. I hope that you got to get out on some adventures with your dogs, and I hope that it's starting to cool off wherever you are. (laughs) So let's talk about supporting our fellow dog owners, and I want to kind of explain what I mean by that. What I mean by supporting your fellow dog owners is being aware enough to help them if the need may arise. So let me give you a specific example. So when I am out walking, um, my dogs, they're on leash. We have a neighbor who has two dogs that can be very dog reactive. So when I see him, I give him a buffer. He's always trying to create space. He's doing his best, but I'm also doing my best to give him more of a buffer because I know his dogs can be reactive. And it's really not hard for me to just cross the street and make his life so much easier. And that's just one specific example where I was aware enough to recognize that his dogs are reactive and I was quick to give him space to make it easier for him and his dogs to succeed. And honestly, it's easier for my dogs to succeed when there aren't dogs reacting in the distance too. So I think that we all need to become more aware of our surroundings and, you know, other people and dogs so that we can help each other instead of hurting each other. Okay, so um, awareness is key. Pay attention to what's going on and don't assume that all dogs are friendly. And I know the wonderful people who listen to this podcast are not assuming, but you know, none of us are immune to this. I definitely have, you know, been not aware and I think it's something we can all be working on. We're not perfect, but we should be working to make it easier for all the dog owners and dogs around us, okay? So um, don't assume anything. And I think that as a general rule, giving dogs and their people a buffer in on-leash situations is the way to go. Um, It just makes it easier for everyone. Space is key. You guys have heard me talk about this before. So be very cautious about on leash interactions with dogs, you know, and if, you know, you know the neighbor dog and the neighbor dog is friendly, allow leash greetings. That's cool. But, you know, try and be aware of that stuff because not all dogs are friendly for whatever reason. So it's up to you to be aware and be cognizant of these things so that everyone's life can be easier. Okay. So awareness is key. And in my experience, people's intent is not malicious. They're usually just they don't know. Like they genuinely just don't know that like sometimes dogs are leash reactive or, you know, sometimes dogs are afraid of kids. Like people just don't know. So I think 
it's a good reminder for all of us. Okay, so awareness. You, you got to be aware of what's going on around you and other dogs so that you can plan accordingly. So um, that kind of leads me into some preventative measures you can take to make your fellow dog owner's life easier. Um, I think that by and large, you should be obeying leash laws. Um, I'm not perfect at this. <laughs> you guys know this. My dogs get to be off leash a lot, but... If my dogs are off leash and I'm somewhere that I think I may encounter someone, if I don't think that I can call the dog off, the dog is definitely not going to be off leash. Um, So do your best to obey leash laws because people who own dogs who aren't dog friendly, aren't people friendly, still deserve to get out to these spaces without the fear of an off leash dog running up to them. So, you know, I think obeying leash laws is a good, you know, first step, but we're not all perfect. So if your dog is off leash, you got to make sure that you can call your dog off. If you have a young dog who loves other dogs and you can't call your dog off, they can't be off leash yet. Like you're just not there yet because there's so much risk to, you know, not only your dog, but to other people, to other dogs. So I think you got to be super cautious about that because a dog charging up to a reactive dog can do a lot of damage. So it's really important that you're aware of that stuff. And, you know, better yet, go to appropriate off-leash places where dogs are allowed to be off-leash, dog parks. That's a great place. So just be super thoughtful and careful about that stuff, okay? Um you know, something that's really kind of personal to me, and it's happened to several clients, is this weird thing where people think that they can just let their dog be off leash in their front yard and like wander into other people's yards, and it's just like not a big deal. Um, it definitely is a big deal. Um, we have a neighbor who lives two houses down from us and he has like a big, probably like 60 or 70 pound black fluffy dog that is never on leash and very regularly charges dogs who walk by and it's not cool. It really isn't. And I just want people to recognize that like there's a cost, like your dog doesn't get to be the exception without some sort of cost. Okay. And you know, it's just, it's one of those things. I have a very lovely client right now who is working um, with her dogs, getting her dogs to be comfortable in the car. And a lot of the exercises we need to do are in the parked car. And unfortunately, her neighbor has a dog who is very regularly off leash in the front yard who will charge at her dogs. And it makes it very difficult for her to make progress with her dogs because this dog is very consistently off leash. It's rough, you guys. And, you know, for whatever reason, these people just don't think that it matters and they don't think that their dogs need to be on leash. And that is rough. That's rough for the the rest of us, you know, when um, Sonny was still with us, he could be very dog aggressive. And I was having to constantly look out the front door before I took him out to make sure the neighbor's dog wasn't somewhere close that was going to charge at us. And, you know, I did my best to communicate to the neighbor that my dog was aggressive, but, you know, he just, he didn't hear me for whatever reason. And I just want people to recognize that if your dog is off leash and you're not paying attention and they run and they charge at a person or a dog, that can just cause a lot of trauma. And you need to be aware of that and recognize that and own that. Okay? So, um, 
your dog doesn't get to be the exception if it comes at a cost for another dog, you know? And I'm all for dogs being off leash in appropriate places. But when I let my dogs off leash, I'm letting my dogs off leash places where there are not other people usually. There's not other dogs usually. And I'm always watching. I'm looking around. If I am at, you know, the park with my dogs off leash and I see someone coming with a dog on leash, my dogs are on leash within seconds. Seconds. Because I don't want to compromise the experience of the other dog and owner in this park that we're all supposed to share. Same thing with, you know, hiking trails. I let my dogs be off leash, but if there's a lot of other people and it's going to, you know, compromise the experience for other people, my dogs are definitely on leash. And I know it seems like on the Instagram that my dogs are just constantly off leash, but I assure you they spend a lot of time on leashes. Okay. So it's just, you know, you just got to read the room. You know what I'm saying? Read the room and kind of make sure that you are polite and courteous to other dog owners, okay? So um, I think that something that comes up a lot is how to address the, the owners of the dogs, oftentimes off-leash, that are compromising your experience, your safety, your dog safety. And, you know, while... It's not ideal, and those people definitely frustrate me to no end. Um, Remember that yelling and treating people poorly is not going to yield very good results. And, you know, you got to do what you feel is right. But where I stand on it is we speak the same language. So my first mode is always a calm conversation right? So the neighbor that I was talking about, I very kindly told him, like, I have a dog aggressive dog. If your dog is over here, like it's dangerous for him. It's dangerous for my dog. And I tried several times with conversations like that. And, you know, sometimes I thought it got through to him and sometimes it didn't. But, you know, thankfully we're at a point now where his dog is very often out off leash, but the dog is at least staying in his front yard. So, you know, it's not always going to be a perfect solution, but I'm a big believer and just bucking it up and having the uncomfortable conversation, you know, and this is not like a yelling match. This is just a, a we're talking and speaking the same language and communicating because oftentimes people just don't know, right? Um, there have been many, many situations where I've been out with my dogs, my clients' dogs, dogs in my care, and an off-leash dog has approached us. And sometimes it gets sketchy, but I'm still having a calm conversation. Hey, listen, person, this dog can't handle your your dog right here, please call your dog back. And they normally do. And seriously, that's something that's pretty consistent, you know? And yes, sometimes the dog doesn't have a recall and it takes a minute. But in my experience, people are at least trying (laughs) to get their dogs back, right? So um, I think you just got to have these calm conversations because yelling and belittling and talking shit about people is not going to make it better. You know, like I'm not trying to diminish like how uncomfortable it is and how much it can compromise a dog's progress, a dog's safety, a human safety, but you got to come at it calmly. And I find that if I can really calmly have this conversation with people, it opens up another dialogue where I get a chance to maybe educate that person about dogs that they didn't know existed. And, you know, a lot of people believe that like all dogs just get along. They'll just work it out. It'll be totally fine. And I don't think it's because people are malicious. I think they're just unaware. So I like to take those opportunities to just gently educate. 
okay? And it takes a shitload of patience, a shitload of patience. I'm not going to say that, you know, I haven't gotten pissed and, and yelled at people in the past, but that did not yield the same result as like a calm conversation that leads into just a little bit of education. And some people are just going to be assholes. They just are, you know, like... I'm sure you all can relate. I'm sure you find yourself in a situation where an off-leash dog ran up to your dog and the owner just seemed completely unaware. And then when you say something, they get defensive and they start yelling at you. It's happened. It's happened to all of us. But just remember, that person is miserable. And for whatever reason, you're getting blamed for their (laughs) inability to control their dog. But, you know, by and large, I feel like it's much easier just to talk to people and, you know, relate in that way. So it goes both ways, you know, like being aware and also being kind and gentle and educating. And while it's it's not fair, life isn't always fair, but um, if you own a dog that can be dog aggressive or human aggressive and you're going to be in a scenario where you may encounter a person and or dog who gets too close. I absolutely believe you should muzzle train your dog. It's not fair. I totally get it because you are obeying leash laws, but ultimately your responsibility is protecting your dog. And if your dog bites another dog or bites a person, you're still liable, even if they're on leash and the other dog isn't. It's not fair. It's absolutely asinine. I totally agree with that. But you got to be proactive about being prepared for these scenarios so that you have a little bit more of a defense mechanism instead of always walking around terrified, you know, you're going to see an off-leash dog or something like that. So, you know, you guys have heard me talk about Sunny before. If you guys are new to the podcast, um, Sunny was a beautiful dog who spent um, 10 years of his life with us and he could be super dog aggressive. And instead of sheltering him and keeping his world small, I taught him to accept wearing a basket muzzle so that he got to go a lot of places and even if people didn't have control of their dogs and even if the dog came over to him uh, excuse me Sunny wasn't going to bite them and do damage and then it'd be a liability right so um you these are just the realities I wish it was different but it isn't so be prepared and you know on the flip side of that be cognizant and aware so that you know your fellow dog owner doesn't feel like they have to walk around so absolutely defensive you know like I've seen it cripple clients before where you know they have a dog reactive dog and they're making a lot of progress and then an off-leash dog charges their dog and you know their dog has this horrible meltdown and you know it compromises so much for people and it's not fair like you shouldn't be able to deflate like months and months and months and months of work because you're irresponsible dog owner um I know that you guys aren't irresponsible dog owners but you know what I mean so yeah I mean I know that this is kind of a heated topic and and it really is but my stance on all of this is that we need to be working together to make everyone's life easier. And I think that that still means that your dog can be off leash places. And I think that still means that you can walk your dog reactive dog places without fear of a dog charging up, right? Like I feel like there can be a perfect balance, but it's up to all of us, you know, united as the dog community to um, build each other up and, you know, recognize when our fellow dog owners need a buffer or 
don't need a buffer, right? So um, I hope that this is helpful. If you guys have feedback about this episode, please take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Instagram stories and tell me how you feel on this. Like, I know there's a lot of feelings. I know there is a lot of feelings on this, but I hope that this inspires you to maybe approach it from a different place and hopefully not let it weigh you down and affect you super negatively. So guys, it's it's been really fun. I love doing this podcast. It brings me so much joy. Thank you so much to each and every one of you who have written a review on this podcast. Seriously, y'all, talk about feelings. It gives me all the happy feelings to hear that you guys are digging what I'm talking about and your life and your dog's life is improving because of it. So if you feel so inspired and you like this podcast, I would very greatly appreciate a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews this podcast gets, the easier it is for dog owners to find it and hopefully we can continue to change the dog world for the better. Everybody have a beautiful day and don't forget to tune in to episode 36 on Friday. Smooch those puppies for me. Do you want to be able to trust your dog off leash? Do you want to improve your relationship with your dog? A dog with a trustworthy recall gets way more opportunities to adventure and be a dog. Let's be honest, having a dog that doesn't come when called really kind of sucks. So, do you want to make your life easier? Do you want to learn how to train a trustworthy recall? Do you have 10 minutes a day to devote to training for just 30 days? Check out my online course, Trustworthy Recalls. I give you step-by-step instructions for teaching a trustworthy recall with just 10 minutes a day for 30 days. You can learn more about trustworthy recalls at agfdogtraining.com. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co you can also find us on facebook at a good feeling dog training as well as our website agfdogtraining.com. dog